kids, we got a great episode for you. We're recapping the NFL and playoffs coming, all the firing news, talking about college football playoffs, and we got our final thoughts. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is December 31st, and it is New Year's Eve. How are you doing today, sir? Hi there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I'll, I will see you. We'll record next time in the new year. There's my little Oh, that's just love to say. I can't <laughs> wait to leave work tomorrow. See you next year. <laughs> see you next year, people. <laughs> well, it is, I almost said Christmas Eve. We did not record last week due to Christmas Eve, but we are back this week to give you everything going on because there is a lot in the world of football. Regular season got ended in the best send-off I could have imagined with the Red or the Redskins, the Seattle Seahawks and 49ers game. The goal line still is in Pete Carroll's nightmares. The 49ers wrap up one seed. It ends about as I thought it would. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead there. Oh, you're good. I was a little upset um, that I was literally one inch away from hitting my over. Um, <laughs> that yeah. was just a dagger. Luckily, it pushed. Um, but... Man, was I mad. I was like, we're, I mean, I, I'm an inch away from hitting me over. I mean, this is like the worst beat I've ever been through my entire life. And just the clock management at the end of that game, I mean, what is going on? Like, all of a sudden, like, they weren't really showing what was going on. Like, they were showing, like, the sideline and other things. And all of a sudden, it pans back, and they're in a huddle with seven seconds left on the, on the play clock. I'm like, Russell, what are you doing? And, like, just... The whole management there was just really, really bad. It was like they got like super excited that they were about to win, and they just like completely forgot what to do. I mean, it was it was kind of crazy to see a, just a well-respected team like Seattle to do something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they obviously they're going to the playoffs. They basically got a bye because they're playing the Eagles, <laughs> but but still, I mean, it could have been a lot better for Seattle there. Very true. I mean, that was that was like Browns level type of shit. Like you expect that out of like the yeah. Browns, the Bengals, like dysfunctional teams. Seattle is a very well run, very well run team with an extremely smart quarterback, a good coach who has had his miscues from time to time. But overall, one of the premier yeah. teams in the country to have that kind of blunder, it was head scratching. Especially when you have Marshawn back, that should be the easiest decision ever. Like you should mentally in your head be running through the scenarios like okay if we get to the goal line we're going to spike it and then we just need players to go in so everybody should be getting ready like that was shocking shockingly bad but it is just kind of seattle when they get to the goal line in big moments just once again have the biggest brain fart in national television yeah just just massive brain fart and they did end up trotting Marshawn out but like i said there was eight seconds on the play clock yep. so you gotta delay a game and all of a sudden well there's no sense in using Marshawn on first and goal from the five. And then they have, well, or I think they may have spiked it. So they had three opportunities to, yep. they had three opportunities to punch the ball in and they, and they just couldn't do it. Um, I will say one of the worst officiated games I have ever seen, dude. Real bad. Oh dude, the, my God. It was shocking. I kind of forgot that the, the booth can buzz down. Because they were saying that, like, yeah. in the broadcast, they could buzz down on that pass interference call. The fact they didn't do that, I don't know what the fuck the point of that button is if you're not going to buzz down on that in one of the biggest moments. Like, you're literally determining a one seed and Seattle actually having home field advantage. Like, this game has – this isn't some bullshit game in the middle of the season that means nothing. Like, this had some real importance to it. To not buzz down on that moment, like, when else are you going to use that button? 
I know. They don't buzz down. And on top of that, I mean, the, it, on that play, the play clock got down to five seconds. So they had plenty of time to buzz down and agreed. I mean, what's the point of the button there? I mean, it was a pretty clear pass interference. The dude literally was like, tur- he was turned away from the ball. Basically, I want to say it was, a, it was Seattle's tight end. I don't know the name exactly. Basically yeah. grabs him and, and like turns him around and doesn't let him catch the ball. I mean, better question I, is how the backline officials are seeing because he's right, yeah. should be right there. <laughs> like, you don't have a better view than that than, like, I don't know what you're doing at that point. Yeah, exactly. It was just really poorly officiated. It was also, I mean, Shanahan, you could have helped out with the over there by kneeling it, as you mentioned before, barely missing the over. Could have just taken safety. You, you knew safety. where it was. No coach doesn't know where these these lines are at. Just do it for us. Just once, all right? <laughs> Absolutely. Especially after 13 points in the half, I figured this is dead and gone. Just the second half explosion. And yeah, I was like, okay, maybe we'll get a safety and we'll just get hooked. But we didn't. Oh, well. Here's a question, I, or a thought I at least had. Do you think it ran through Kyle Shanahan's head when it was – they were fourth and 12, I think, right before they punted back to Russell to maybe not just go for it? I know it was on their, like – 40-yard line, but you're in Seattle. Russell has the most since, I think, 2011, they were saying, comebacks in the fourth quarter, and at home, it's like an insane stat line. You don't think that maybe, like, that ghost of the Super Bowl where he wasn't very, or he was overly aggressive, now he's being a little too conservative? Because, I mean, you give the ball back to Russell on their own 30 or your own 40 if you don't convert it, Russell's still going to be in a position to score, I think, at the end of the game. So do you think that crosses his mind at all to maybe say, fuck it, let's just man up and see if we can get the two yards? Um, Yeah, I think it probably did cross his mind. Maybe not a realistic shot, but like just it flashes in there. (laughs) I think it flashes in there. I kind of thought maybe they would do it, but um, they didn't. But I I, I don't hate that idea. I mean. That's what I thought. I was like, shit, like I don't. Russell Wilson's at the point of his career where Tom Brady was in his part early in his career where it's like, you don't want to give that dude the ball because magical oh, shit yeah. happens. And he's literally inches away in a just an absolute blunder on the coaching staff and his part on the goal line, um, away from just turning it into magic again and then getting home field and probably putting the Seahawks in a pretty damn good position to make a run at it here. They are going to get that bye against the Eagles, essentially. They've won, I think, five straight against them, Russell, and that's not much of a team, but still, got to be a decision out there. Um I don't mind the 49ers winning, though, because they were clearly the best team in the NFC this year all year round. So they do get the one seed. So I don't hate that. But it was a hell of a send off for the 100th year. It really was. To end, end it like that was just it was something else. And I mean, I do kind of like going back to your fourth and to going through it, going for it on fourth down. I mean, I think they may have thought about it because no matter what, like you're going to play the Eagles. I mean, I, I know maybe the Eagles can win, but. Let's be yeah. honest here. It's highly unlikely, so it may be worth actually going for it. I would have. I think I I think I think probably would have if I were the coach because I thought about it like, what are the chances they actually go here for? Because I don't just I don't want to give the ball back to Russell Wilson in Seattle. If I was at home, you have one of the best defenses in the country. You might as well. Uh, yeah, I could see that. But it's just like, fuck it. It's two yards. I yeah. definitely don't want the ball. If I can take it away from Russell and just get these two yards because they are an efficient running team. And they were gashing. Yes. Like, they were winning the line of scrimmage. I think I probably – I mean, it ended up working out for them, but it came damn close to it not working out for them. And it's just like, in that situation, if you come across that again, I think you kind of have to go for it. I agree. I really do. But the whole the whole Sunday was an absolute chaotic show because we had a good idea of who was in, who was out. 
the seeding was up for grabs. And the surprise of the weekend, Fitzmagic came out to play in the Patriots. I mean, at this point, FS Sports today has a countdown I saw of like an end of the dynasty for the Patriots coming up here. But how worried if you're a Patriots fan do you have to be that you don't get a first round bye, which is incredibly crucial nowadays. I mean, getting to the Super Bowl is extremely difficult when you got to win three straight. They're older. They can't win shootouts, really. And they just got gashed by Miami. Like, I feel like that's got to be the panic button. The fear has got to be coming out in New England on this one. I, I think maybe like the highest the panic meter has been in New England in like 15 years. Yes. Obviously, excluding excluding the year that Tom went down because that's just a throwaway year in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think this is this is a New England team that came out this year early and looked amazing. We were like we were all thinking maybe they go 16 and 0. Then we kind of took a step back. We realized. They weren't playing anyone. Since they've started playing good teams, I want to say they've probably gone like 4-4. Four and four. So, fun fact, I actually have that for you. They're 3-3 three and three against winning teams right now. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I think the panic is at an all-time high in New England. I don't think well, they are. It's not play, or winning teams. Teams that made the playoffs. They're 3-3 three and three right now, which okay. is not great comparably. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I think the panic meter is at an all-time high for them. I, I think this is the least scary a New England team has been in in years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're – to be honest, it makes me a little happy. I'm not a New England hater. I, I don't hate New England. I don't hate Tom Brady. But I am getting tired of them. I'm tired of seeing them every year in the Super Bowl. So, finally, this is looking like likely to be the year. They won't make the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we'll see, obviously. So, I'm, I'm very happy about that. But it, as as a whole, that team is just not nearly as scary as they have been and as they were earlier in this year. I agree. Yeah, I, the way I look at this, if there's one team that can do it because it's statistically extremely hard to rip off three games and make it to the Super Bowl, it's Tom and Bill. Right. But it's kind of be it's kind of like the last magic in the bottle type of situation because it is – I'm not going to sit here and say they're dead because they get to play the Titans, which is actually a scarier matchup than one might assume going into this. They Agreed. lose the be- – one of the best advantages in sports, and that is Foxborough in the postseason. I mean, that place is the hardest place to go to and play, I would say, at least statistically. And they lose that ability. They got to go play either the Ravens or the Chiefs, depending on how it shakes out, if they even get through the Titans. And it's a team that they're going to have to put up some points because the defense, while it's held really well, and I think, you know, the NFL is so week to week, defenses could get gashed one week, come back next and look just fine. It's concerning because it is one of those situations where it's like, I'm not going to call it dead until they're dead. But the panic button has got to be fully out, shaking in their boots a little bit of like, fuck, we're going to have to really rip off some wins here against some extremely good teams because this isn't the NFC where there's some easy wins. Every win here is extremely difficult. Just the Titans alone. They're one of the hottest teams in football right now. they got Derrick Henry, a man you don't want to tackle, and Tannehill is playing extremely high-level football. Yeah, he is, and I mean, I I could see Derrick Henry just going off in this game. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, this man just loves playing this time of year. No one wants to tackle him. Yesterday when he broke off that run, I'm just like, look how big he is. I'm like, what's going on here? Freak of nature. That man should be playing on the defensive line, not running back, and he is a – Phenomenal running back at that too. Yes, <laughs> Just gashes Crazy. people. Yeah, he is. 
they're dangerous. I mean, they are a very, very dangerous team, and they play good defense. The Patriots, oh, yeah. their path is there's no easy way around this. Where you know, if they were in the NFC, maybe they're playing the Eagles, maybe play the Vikings, which Kirk Cousins has gone right back to the pumpkin he was. Um, it's it's a tough road. I was before Miami saying that I think I could see the Patriots potentially beating the Ravens only because the defense has been mm-hmm. so good, and I feel like the Ravens do their best punch. But yes. that Miami game, I mean, oh, that's it's tough to rationalize the fact that they're going to be able to go to the Super Bowl after that. But we'll see. It's why we play the game. It's why we, we watch every week because the NFL is week to week, and they could very easily turn this around. Exactly. I mean, you give Bill Belichick a second chance at Baltimore, you give him a set, you know, he gets to play KC again, perhaps. Mm-hmm. When you give Bill Belichick a second chance, generally he figures you out if you didn't figure out already the first time. So there is that. But like you said, we got we have to play the game, so, so we'll see. Crazier things have happened. Let's yeah. get to my game real quick because I do just want to touch on this, the Falcons and the Bucks, because it is <laughs> – I don't know if it's the end of the Jameis era, but it's the end of his rookie contract. And it is phenomenal when you bookend your rookie contract. First throw in the NFL, pick six. Last throw in your rookie contract, pick six. It is, I mean, at this point, you can do nothing but laugh. I just laughed when I saw it. I put turned off the game and went on with my day because I was like, of course, that's exactly how this ends. The man is, he's perfectly balanced. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He wants $30 million. It's a million a pick. Why the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jameis is so fun. He's so funny. I mean, he's the first quarterback ever to join the 30-30 club. Um, it's insane. It's unbelievable. I mean, 30 interceptions. There's 16 games a year. That is insane, dude. Like, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Seven and then pick the, sixes. Yeah, seven pick sixes. I, I mean, that's, that's 49 points on the board that's going the other way that Jameis is responsible for. Nice quick math. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, but, like, <laughs> seriously, like, I mean, and then he wants $30 million a year? <laughs> With a straight face. Because he won't, he won't play under the franchise tag? If he gets franchised, he needs to sprint and sign that shit. Are you kidding me? Sprint to a doctor's office to get his eyes checked and then sprint right back to sign it because, God damn sign it. Ridiculous. The dude... And then he said he had the RS to be like, I'm balling out here if I just turn over the interceptions. Yeah, no duh, dummy. We all know that. <laughs> but that's been your problem. We fired Lovey Smith to bring in Dirk because what it was Dirk, he was a QB whisperer. He was the guy that was going to fix Jameis. He was the guy that's molding him. He had a great rapport with him. What happened? We fired Dirk Cutter. He was a bad head coach, but also Jameis interceptions didn't fix. Then we bring in the quarterback whisperer. And I do think Bruce Arians is a good coach, but he is the guy, right, that's going to fix him around. He throws more than double interceptions that he threw last year. I mean, yeah, he does put up insane stats. But who wouldn't in that offense? You give me Phillip Rivers in a sling, and he'd still probably put up 3,000 yards a season. Like, it is yeah. ridiculous. He's he's unbelievable. He, he, I love watching him. He's my favorite. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I don't even know what to do at this point. Like, I'm, I feel like they're going to justify it by signing him and being like, well, it was only his first year in the Bruce Arians offense. We're going to give him another year. And there's also yeah. that fear that, especially because Tannehill's doing it now, where you let him go. I'm sure in the back of the Brooks front office, it's like, if we let this guy go, he's probably going to get his eyes checked. He's going to get LASIK in the offseason if his eyes are really bad. Actually bad. I don't know if they are, but it seems like he's blind. 
Uh, and then he's going to go and he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback with somebody else. So I don't, I just, I can't do it anymore. I just, I, I cannot. It. It's tough. I, I agree. I, I think he's just perfect for a franchise tag. I know players hate that, but he'll get $30 million just for the one year. See what he does. And if he plays like a dickhead again, <laughs> pardon my language, then he's got to go. I mean, or, or I mean, you could do something real crazy and give him the transition tag and see what other teams offer him. And if you want to match it, I find it really hard to believe. I know he is talented. He can play really well. But I don't see another team out there giving him a massive contract yet. I, I don't. I can't, yeah. I can't see a team that needs a quarterback going, instead of taking our chance in free agency or in the draft, we're going to give this dude a max deal. Or a, yeah, not maybe that's a max deal, but a huge deal and make him our franchise quarterback. I don't see how that, I don't see a single team in the league that says that. No, I could see a team giving him what quarterback terms would be a modest contract, like $20, 22000000 million a year. Yeah. Maybe. But he, 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 seems, he doesn't seem to want that, so I don't think that he would sign that. So I, I think he's a franchise tag uh, big-time candidate there. Yep. I also – it's something that got spun around a little bit when Andy Dalton got benched. I would love the Bucks to say, screw it, let's go make a play for Andy Dalton. Because Andy Dalton, to me, he's water. You put him in a bowl, he fits the bowl. You put him in a non-structured organization, he flops all over the place. Like, <laughs> you put him with those weapons – I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest quarterback ever, but he's not going to turn over the ball 30 times. He's not going to have, if the opposing team was a receiver on the team, the third highest scoring receiver. He's not going to do that. He'll be just a mediocre quarterback and put up some good points. And this team is hella talented. Like the Buccaneers, I'm not saying they should be in the Super Bowl, but they are a playoff team. The talent. They are. I agree. I forget With exactly. With the defense, they are. Yeah. Like the secondary is a bit of an issue, but – the run defense is the best in the league. You've got insane weapons everywhere you look offensively. It's If you just don't turn over the ball 30 times, and that's just the interceptions, not even the fumbles, and you don't throw seven pick sixes, there's a lot of games we win this year, and we're probably looking at a wild card. We're not yeah. obviously there yet for a Super Bowl, but like we should be much more competitive than we are, and it's just when you turn over the ball that much, you can't win games. Correct. You <laughs> nailed it on the head. <laughs> yeah. With that, I don't really have much more to wrap up. I do, though— have to say congratulations to you, sir, because it looks for, for the first time in a long time, the Redskins are heading in the right direction. I mean, Bruce Allen getting fired, the head trainer getting fired after 17 years, and rumors are you're getting Ron Rivera. I mean, yep. Off to it, up. it might not work out, but it's off to it a may box. not. But ding dong, Bruce is gone. Christmas has come a second <laughs> time in the month of December. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Literally, I, I can't thank anyone but Redskins Nation just spamming, spamming the Redskins account with hashtag Fire Bruce Allen. I was proudly one of them. I responded to every single tweet sent out by the Redskins in December with hashtag Fire Bruce Allen 18 times because that's how many times you can fit it in the amount of characters. <laughs> every single tweet. And me, along with many other strong soldiers, were doing the same thing, and we finally got our wish. I am so happy. I am very okay with Ron Rivera coming in. You could hire my dog to be the general manager, and he'd do a better job, <laughs> better job than Bruce Allen. I don't care. Anyone's better than that jerk off. So I am just happy as can be with that. Um, we'll see what really happens. I mean, I don't think we're going to come out and be a playoff team. I'm not going to be any ridiculous, but maybe we could actually build, like, a decent culture and 
just be somewhat respectable. So, uh, you know, I'm very excited about that. Also, I think even though I, I think he may not be the best person in the world, there's been some things that have come out recently. But I do think there's a good chance Trent Williams may come back and play for us now. <laughs> very he hated chance. the trainers and he hated Bruce. Now, Trent's done some things this offseason that have not been great. I haven't liked a lot of the things, especially the things that are going on with dogs right now, which seems a little crazy. But you got to protect the quarterback's blind side, so you may as well have the best in the biz do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is one thing you can say. He is the best in the biz, and the fact that you fired the head trainer after he's been on that team for 17 years, and really a training staff that is – I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a licensed trainer, but – it yeah. seems like they have a lot more issues that the rest of the teams in the NFL are not facing, and that seems like well, that might be a training issue. I mean, it's hard to just completely ignore. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to blame a training snap for Alex Smith's leg snapping yeah. in half, but, like, when everyone's pulling their hamstrings, I'm like, oh, why don't we do some sit and reach or something, guys? Let's yeah. stretch. I mean, the offensive <laughs> line every year seems to have every single person injured at one point or another. Like, it just – it seems like things – something's not clicking there. It may be the best. Correct. <laughs> might, might need some fresh blood in the training room. <laughs> but it is – it was impressive. I was shocked that it finally came through. The Redskins fit nation though has been resilient to say the least in oh, getting through so this and resilient. pushing Bruce. I mean, it has been heck of impressive. Just take it. I'm telling you next year, you'll see a much more full stadium. That's all we wanted. We want that dickhead out of here. Kind of keep saying that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, right. that's why we got the explicit rating. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Ron Rivera, look, I think Ron Rivera right now, while it may not work out cause you never know, yeah. but he seems to be the best coach right now a prospect of being good out there i thought he was a perfect fix for the browns which i'll get to in a second yes. he is a bona fide coach who brings structure who brings discipline which are all the things the browns need the redskins need that too a little bit it is a bit of a dysfunctional franchise yes. jay did not bring that no and he's a guy who can back it up because he played in the league he was a good player he gets the love of his players i mean everybody in carolina has had nothing but great things to say about him He's been to a Super Bowl. He's turned a culture around. So he does seem like the guy, and it may not work out, but he seems like the guy that gives you the best chance to start to build something. There's a lot that the Redskins need. The one reason yes. I thought he was perfect for the Browns is because the Browns are built not to win Super Bowls right now, but they're in there to compete. they got a ton of talent. They need yep. structure and discipline. Freddie Kitchens did not offer that. Ron Rivera, but this is what happens. Like, the Redskins applauded them. They knew Gruden wasn't the guy early in the season. They got rid of him, and they could start their coaching search right off the bat. All these other organizations, the Giants, who had to know Pat Shermer was not the guy. The Browns, who had to know that Freddie Kitchens was not the guy midway through the season. That was apparent. All these people, while I'm sure all these coaches are nice guys and you never like to see anybody get fired, the Redskins are kind of the case in point. When you have a coach that you know is probably not the answer, it's better to cut it early so you can get a jump start and get whatever the best, get an early jump on the best coaching prospects out there because then you lose out. Yeah, I mean, the Giants should have done the same thing. Um, the Browns, unfortunately for them, even though they were like 6-9 and nine or whatever at the time, they were still like actually technically in it. So I, I kind of get why they kept Freddie. Yeah. Uh, same, same with the Cowboys. I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, if you're out of it, you know you're out of it, you know you're getting rid of your coach, get rid of them and just start, start your search early. So I'm happy the Skins went that route. It, it'll be interesting. I think I – think, Ron Rivera, he, he's the kind of coach we need. We always seem to have offensive coaches. It's been a long time since we've had a defensive coach. 
And really, I mean, the offense started clicking at the end for the Skins. They have a lot of young talent, especially at receivers, where they have a yes. ridiculous amount of young talent. But we already know we have tons of talent on our defense, but it's just the schemes have been terrible, and we've never been able to put it all together. So I'm glad we have a coach that is able to focus mostly on the defense. Maybe finally we'll take all these ridiculous Alabama talents we have on the team, <laughs> and we'll actually like put together a good defense, You know, one that lasts a whole season and not just – four weeks out of the year. So I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I'm not expecting anything huge, but I do think that it's going to be different. The most important thing is that stupid Dan Snyder needs to somehow stay out of it. But yes. We'll see. And that's another thing. Ron, if you hire Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera does not strike me as the guy who's going to get pushed around by it. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's the guy that has no problem voicing his opinions if he thinks you're wrong. So that may not be the worst thing either that Agreed. come draft time, when Snyder wants to do something silly, he stands up and says, yeah, no, this is my football team. You own it, but you wanted me to coach it, so this is what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, he's also – he's intimidating, so that's good. Very um, intimidating. Literally, like, there's one coach – there's one coach in the NFL who we probably couldn't take in a fight, and that's Mike Vrabel. Other than that, I'll put Ron Vera against any coach in the league. Yep, I'll take him in a back alley fight for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and with the Browns, the Browns, I feel like, are about to do some real Browns things because you there was – I don't know if they were legitimate, but I saw them online last night, rumors that it may not stop with Freddie Kitchens firing. I think it would be the dumbest move. Now, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Dorsey did mess up with that hiring, but he also assembled the most talented roster I think the Browns have probably ever had. So I think you give him a mulligan and you said, yeah, he messed up the coaching hire, but we're not too far along into this project where we can't turn this around. We just need to nail this, which I have a feeling they're not going to nail. But because... <laughs> Ron Rivera, I think, is the perfect coach for that situation. Right now, you're looking at Josh McDaniels, which I don't think is going to work out too well. Mike McCarthy, who knows? And then you got some other guys' names swirling out there. But I feel like the Browns are about to do some yeah. brownish things. I would agree. I think they really are. Um, I think their best bet, and I do believe that they have interest in him, would be Greg Roman. I think Greg Roman will, yeah. could probably work best with Baker. Um, but like we've mentioned before on, on this show is – Three years, three seasons for Baker, three different coaches. This is not looking great for him, uh, especially with how much he regressed this past year. Um, I do agree with you on John Dorsey. I don't think John Dorsey is a bad GM. I, I really don't. He did great things in Kansas City. Um, and it would be stupid of them to just immediately give up on him right away. It would be really dumb, especially because I think a lot of the reason why they kept Freddie Kitchens was Baker. Baker yep. really wanted Freddie. And I think it's important to at least hear your young quarterback out who they like to work with. You don't necessarily have to, you know, appease them and do that, but it is good to at least listen to them. Um, so I think it would be funny if they fired Dorsey. I kind of hope they do because I never like seeing people lose their jobs, but I do like to laugh at the Browns. But it would be the I most think Browns thing. Such a Browns thing to do. But I do think their best option would be Greg Roman. Let's see if Greg Roman wants to do that. A lot of coaches don't like to leave their team, especially in the division. But yeah. But we've seen it happen, so I mean, he in my opinion, good. he in my opinion would be the best best fit for them. That's a heck of a fit. I don't just I don't hate that at all. I think you're spot on there. Where he probably makes the most sense. Similar, like I normally don't hate this, and this is kind of the last one we'll we'll talk about because we got a couple other things to hit on before we wrap this up. I don't hate. There's rumors that the Giants might be looking at Matt Rue down in Baylor. I normally don't like the college coach transition. I generally think that sets you up for disaster. But I don't hate it with what other guys are out there because he's a guy that you don't say, like with Urban, 
I think Urban would be a train wreck in the NFL because what is Urban? What made Urban great? He was a heck of a recruiter, and he was a guy that kind of kept everything in line. Not in line because obviously bad shit happened underneath him, but kept it out yeah. of the press. That, that's sort of what he's best at. In the NFL, yeah. you can't really do that. Like that structure doesn't really work. As well as the guy almost has a heart attack every time he loses. In the NFL, you're not going to go undefeated every year. So I think he'd be a disaster. But Matt Rue's a guy who didn't have crazy recruiting classes at Baylor, and he built a program. He seems to be that kind of coach that is really good player development-wise and puts together good schemes, as well as he's a guy who has an NFL background. So he understands that the way you coach 18-year-olds is much different coaching professional athletes. And we saw that in Tampa when Greg Schiano came. He didn't understand the difference, and the team had a mutiny on their hands. So, Because you have to treat these athletes differently. These are grown men. These are professionals. They have families, mortgages, everything else. Like You can't treat them like a 19-, 18-year-old kid. So I think that might make sense. But outside of that, I don't know if I yeah. love a ton of the coaching prospects. I wouldn't hate that hire either. I think it also should be noted that he inherited a mess in Baylor. Yes. Art Briles left a mess. Um, and he – he handled it fine i mean Baylor was a very good team this year so who once thought this would be the quick like this quick of a turnaround for Baylor like exactly. i it would be years in the making <laughs> Baylor went down like it was a mess what happened there and and they i mean he he took them and rebounded just fine yeah and he's and he's coached in the NFL before which is i think huge yes. if you're going to bring a college coach up from the ranks so i just i generally don't i get nervous anytime you do that cuz it's just it's a different beast. It's a different animal. You got to treat it differently. But he's coached in the NFL before, so he has – he conceptually understands that this is a different nature and all altogether. And he seems like that just guy that – it's not it's not the coach that relied purely on talent. He developed the talent. And so I think that make, makes sense. We'll see. It's going to be – it's going to be interesting. There's some other firings mm-hmm. coming down. I mean, we expect Jason Garrett to be gone any minute now. He That hasn't been announced. I would – Assume Doug Marone's going to be gone in Jacksonville. There's going to be a lot of coaching vacancies. And it will be interesting to see where all these pieces land, to say the least. Oh, yeah. With that, before we wrap this bad boy up, college football. We don't normally talk about it on our Tuesday, Wednesday episodes, but the playoffs deserved it. Which one would you like to start on? Because there are some things to talk about on both. (laughs) Hmm. Let's just talk about LSU just being the greatest team ever. LSU is the greatest team to ever walk this earth. They are so good. Insane. (laughs) They're so good. I don't know how any person bet against. I went in last week like, ah, maybe that spread's really big. Maybe Oklahoma gets some garbage points. By the time I got to that game, I laid it all on LSU because I was like, there is no way. They're playing to go back to New Orleans for the national championship game. They're going to slaughter these dudes. And that's what they did. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, it was it was just, it wasn't even hard for them. I thought it'd be like the very first like five minutes. I was like, oh, okay, we may have a good game, and then <laughs> no. I mean, it was. I was just like, I was like, I got to the point where towards the end, I was like half paying attention, just half on my phone. I'm like, I mean, like, oh, this isn't like a good game. So, I went out and started making dinner. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I was like, well, let's get some things done before the second game. I mean. Which was great, but we'll get to it in a second. second game point. was fantastic, yes. Phenomenal. Here's one thing. I would like the committee to never put an Oklahoma team again in the playoffs yeah. unless they have a 
top 25 defense. This is, outside of the Georgia game a couple years ago, they have been nothing but a train wreck getting into it. And it's the same team every year. They boat race teams, don't play a lick of defense. All year we're like, oh, this defense is a little bit better. They weren't. I mean, we just kind of like, the bar is so low. And then they just get thrashed. And it's like, when are we going to learn our lessons? Oregon would not have won that game. But I don't think you can tell me that it wouldn't have been at least a little bit more competitive. Joe Burrow, I don't think, would have thrown for more touchdowns than Matt Ryan has done all season in that stadium, in that singular game. Like, I think it would have been a little bit more competitive. There's other teams that could have got in. I think this reiterates that the formula is a little broken because I think the playoff is still a great idea. I think the people who are like, oh, the BCS was fine are brain dead. But I think the formula is a little broken right now because there was a better option. And Oregon was, you know, they laid an egg at at SSU, but they were still a competitive team. (laughs) It's tough because it's like, yeah, we know this will be a better game, but they also didn't really deserve it because there are three teams in the SEC that would have made a better game there. (laughs) Auburn, Bama, Georgia. It just would have been a better game. But you can't put them in uh, because they all beat each other. So, I mean, it's just like – we got to figure it out, I know, because there could have been such a better game. I mean, really LSU would have won, but, yeah. I mean, it oh, yeah. better. No doubt. There is no team right now that you could put in that slot yeah. that doesn't win. But it wouldn't have been – I just have a hard time going like, yeah, that wouldn't have – it would have been just as big a blowout because this is what Oklahoma does. Like, they just – for whatever reason, I don't understand it because it's not like they have a recruiting problem. You get a letter from Oklahoma, you're listening. So I don't okay. understand how they haven't been able to be like, hey, our defense is a real liability every single year how have you not fixed this i just i don't my brain can't comprehend it. they still haven't fixed it yet it's just like, like i just don't understand it it makes no sense to me uh, with you, I, I don't know this isn't like the the sisterhoods of the blind here like this is like a legit or this is a legit college this is one of the best premier programs in the country how can they not figure it out? I don't get it. It's like when you have a bad coach, you fire them. If your defense sucks, you get better players. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like you guys have a recruiting problem. Like, it's like, like, it's not like you can't go out and get good athletes. So it's either you're recruiting the wrong athletes or you have a terrible defense coordinator every year and, like, fix it. Who doesn't want to go coach at Oklahoma? Like, I, I'm with you. It's bizarre. I, I, I got no answers. It makes no sense. I don't understand how this happens year to year. But – on the bright side, I love LSU. I love this team. Yeah, they are phenomenal. It is so much fun to work. It is yeah. – it's one of the more fun teams I've ever – I think I've ever watched. Like, they're up there with kind of that, like, SC, or USC early days, like, early Miami. Just – yeah. It's explosive and it's fun. <laughs> like, it is. It's, it's awesome. very fun to watch. They're they're unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were really. You can't hate the coach either. Like at least with some of these other teams, you had like I don't like Pete Carroll because he cheats, or I don't like Miami because they let him do just outrageous stuff. Coach O is yeah. awesome, and this Coach team O is. Awesome. Yeah, he's super awesome. One thing I will take away from that game, I already knew this, but everyone knows he's really good. I actually think he's a little underrated. CD Lamb, oh my god, so, CD Lamb is a great player. I mean, he is a really good player. I was saying it here coming out of half. I was like, I don't think I'd run another play for the rest of the half that didn't involve him. Because what do you have to lose? Just whatever the play is, make sure he touches the ball. (laughs) Agreed. And he and he dropped another massive touchdown in that game. Yeah. That was. Yeah. He. I mean, I know I just said how good he was, and he dropped it, but still, Ceedee Lamb is a baller. 
insane. Yeah, somebody's going to luck out when they draft him because he is certified good. Um, Let's talk about that other game, Clemson-Ohio State. I took Clemson as my lock. They made me sweat that bad boy out until the very end. That was one of the best playoff games we've had since the playoff. Packed through. I don't care if you thought the officiating was bad, which there is some legitimate claims there, but it was a lot of opportunities for Ohio State to win that game, a lot of opportunities for Clemson to win that game, and Clemson just, they pulled it out. They manned it out. They did. They pulled it off. Um, Like you said, some poor calls were definitely made, but either team still could have won. Uh, excuse me. Either team still could have won. Um, so, I mean, as an Ohio State fan, yes, you can be a little mad, but at the same time, you still could have won the game. So, it's kind of one of those situations where, as mad as you are, you, you, you still could have won. But like you said, unbelievable game. One of the best games, if not the best games in the playoff era. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, God. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, is yeah. way faster than I thought he was. I that knew was he was an athlete, but that dude just took off. I mean, he, he was gone. I was, like, I was like, okay, they'll catch him. I was like, oh, they're, they're not going to catch him. And I mean, he was gone, like 67 yards. That was insane. Um, it was just kind of a side of Trevor Lawrence I had never really seen before. And I don't like Clemson, but I really, I really don't like Clemson. But I don't really have any problems with Trevor Lawrence. I kind of like him. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't like Clemson mostly because I don't like Dabo, yeah. which is unfortunate because like, I kind of wish I could root for Clemson. They're a fun team to probably root for, but I just I can't do it. I picked them because my betting brain took over, and I was like, I think they're going to win this game. I didn't. I thought it was going to be close. I loved the number two at two and a half, so I was like, this is all day. Lock it down. Turned out yeah. to be well. Here's what I'll say about the officiating. That catch that was ruled not a catch, I don't know what a catch is because that <laughs> looked like, like a catch. Steps. But it's also kind of crazy the fact that immediately, like right away, they brought in the whoever the guy is that they have on standby for the television broadcast. He immediately thought it wasn't a catch. So the fact that the officials automatically see this as not a catch, but everybody in the viewing population thinks that's a catch, that's a problem. Like, I'm not some slump like Ohio State fan who's just saying it because my team lost. Like, we're both dudes who watch a ton of football, grew up around football. I don't understand how that's not a catch. What I, I really don't The one thing I did love about that, because it's my biggest pet peeve, they did let the play play out so that they could mm-hmm. go to review. That was huge. Then they fucked up the review. I don't understand that. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> they halfway got it right, but then they fucked up the review. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't know how to catch either. Someone made a point of how he didn't, how although he made a move, he didn't make a move upfield. Well, he made a move to try to get around the defender. I mean, that's yeah. a move. I mean, he's trying to not get tackled and then <laughs> fumbled. What, I you're mean, penalizing the defender for having great body position so he yeah. can't even move upfield? Like, what? Exactly. I mean, it made no sense to me. And it was as clear of a fumble as I've ever seen. Like, he didn't take two steps. He took, like, three to four steps. I mean, he took so many steps. Yeah. And then yesterday, just to kind of bring this all back, yesterday in the, the Seahawks-Niners game, originally they didn't call um, – like, oh, that might have been actually the Skins game. Sorry, I'm mixing up with the Skins game. Steven Sims made a catch, and they called that a catch. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? No one knows what a catch is these days. So, I, I mean, great game, but a little frustrating that I, I still don't know what a catch is, and no one seems to know. That was frustrating. It worked out for me because, I, like I said, I had clumps in people. Um, yeah. But here's what I'll say to Ohio State. Don't drop touchdown passes. Don't go 0-3 in the goal, in goal line. Don't rough the punter. That seems like a good yes. 
don't have a targeting, which I get people are pissed that the kid got ejected, but he lowered the crown of his helmet, hit him in the helmet. It's going to get called. Like, yeah. don't have all that, and you win the game. So, like, I don't yeah. feel that bad. <laughs> I really don't. I and if, if you're a coach in this league, I would be playing that game film all day long and as an example of, like, this is why you don't get down on yourself. Because it looked like in the early stages we were about to have another blowout. But oh, yeah. Clemson just kept pushing. They didn't give up. They made the adjustments. Their kids continued to fight. And they turned it around, and they started to get some breaks. And, like, that's what you need to do in football games. So it was a great example of persevering and just kind of putting your head down and being like, you know what, we're not going to give up here. We're going to continue to fight. They ended up winning the game because of that. They got some breaks that went their way. And Ohio State didn't. But, like, you had your chances. You had plenty of chances, and you just missed them. So you can't blame it on two calls or a couple calls because you had plenty of chances to win that game. And you had the ball at the end and drove down the field and made a disastrous error. So – yeah, it is what it is. And hell my game. first thought with yeah, hell game. My first thought when Clemson scored was like, well, they gave Ohio State too much time. Yep. So, and then Ohio State kind of effed it up. Um, one thing I'll say is, as much as I dislike Clemson, um, a way that I kind of rationalize them winning is, well, now we get to see LC just smack them around. So. Yep. <laughs> that'll, they are that'll be fun. Smack <laughs> them around. Oh, here's yeah. my last thought on that game too. What the heck happened to Chase Young? Because I haven't seen him making a play in the last three games. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't be the top pick because he obviously should be one of the top yeah. picks. He's still a phenomenal player. But it's alarming because in the Clemson game I was watching it, it's not like they double him every time. He many of times just had a tackle on him, and he couldn't beat his guy. Or Now, there were plays where he sped things up, so you can't discount yeah. that. But you'd expect the guy who was a Heisman finalist to make a play here or there, and he just kind of disappeared the last three games. He did kind of disappear. Um, I think part of that is he doesn't want to get hurt. I kind of understand. Um, I was wondering that. I was like, do you think he's yeah. either with an injury or Jalen Smith a couple – was it Jalen Smith? Or what was the linebackers on the Cowboys? Jalen. Yeah, Jalen did that. Yeah. Yeah. You got We're it. Yeah. going to be a top-tier defensive guy, get paid right off the bat, and just don't want to kind of make an injury. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at Tua. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering if you would. It's scary, dude. Because I was kind of thinking that, like, it doesn't seem right that he just hasn't made any form of an impact, like any big play, since like the was it the Michigan game? Yeah, the Michigan game almost. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I do think he just kind of held back. I really do. Yeah, not to say he isn't still the best defensive player and should be a top three pick. Oh, he's a future Redskin. I can't wait. Yeah, don't confuse this take with that. (laughs) It was a waste. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, nothing major, but fire Adam Gase. This guy's an idiot. Oh, the bell comments? He's such a moron. I mean, get <laughs> get out of here. Get that guy out of here. I, 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 hate, I don't even like the Jets. I'm just tired of Adam Gase. Fire that man. <laughs> Dude, he is. Nobody has ri- risen the coattails of mediocrity higher than Adam yeah. Gase. Like, he uh, yeah. owns the Aaron Rodgers coattails all the way up the chain. The fact that he got a... Sad. Another head coach job after Miami was shocking. He's an idiot. He's a <laughs> like legit. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he is an idiot. Yeah, that's tough to be a Jets fan, just like it's tough to be a Browns fan or a Bucks fan. Because hey, we haven't made the playoffs in eleven years. <laughs> yeah, tough that was life to live. That was tough to see. Patriots have won their eleventh straight AFC East championship. We're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Bucks haven't made the playoffs in eleven years. That that's a tough pill to swallow. It's crazy. <laughs> Just how that works. Also, the NFC East has not had a repeat in 15 years. That's also insane. 15 years is insane. That's insane. Um, my final thought, basketball conference play starts. I didn't realize this. John Ronstein pointed this out. The Big East, 
My team's Avery's playing right now tonight against Villanova. We are not doing great as of right now. We'll see if that turns around. But the Big East as a whole is coming into the conference play with a combined record of 101 to 25, and nine out of the ten teams either receive votes or are ranked in the top 25. That's pretty impressive for a league. Wow. Yeah. That's wow, nuts. That's very I didn't impressive. Realize that. Yeah. Nine out of the ten. They're not all ranked, obviously, but nine out of the ten teams at least got a vote to be in the top 10, 25. That's impressive. That is impressive. I agree. So we'll see how conference play goes, but I just had to give a little shout out to the Big East there. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. I got, I've got nothing else, so that'll kind of do it for us. Hope everybody has a happy new year, and we'll see you next year. Peace. <laughs>